This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV. For all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. For the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Happening 49, 61, 63 or 69 when they reach the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners devil are we all and if you like how the devil are you if you can which way am i going i never get this right how <laughs> the devil are you there all available in uh a full range of ltid merchandise that's the selling bit over it's 
well, it's not Tuesday night, it's Thursday night because of everything that's been different with the football this week. But we're back with the Prediction League. Um, and that's what we're concentrating on today. So let's first of all uh, bring him in. I know he's not been watching the friendlies because he's pretty much like me on that. But uh, X-Fox, you'll remember him uh, flying down the wing. Steve Linitz. Steve, good evening. Good evening, all. How the devil are you, sir? One point, thank you. Like I say, not not like me, not an England fan for friendlies and or even the World Cup for you. No, 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 no. Um, I'm not an England supporter, to be honest. Uh, I'm a, I am an English player, English person, but to watch England play, to me, it's going to be the same, same, same old story. Like we touched on earlier, you're going to get three easy teams to get through to the, the knockout rounds and then we're going to go out first game. I, I love your confidence in this. <laughs> Almost <laughs> as much confidence I had, I had in Brad, who is fresh from his Mr. and Mrs. quiz, uh, where he, he came out of two second. Um, but I did like I did like your strategy, Brad, of letting the uh, letting the missus win. Yeah, mate. You should, you, good job you weren't here afterwards, mate. I've had arguments, I've had tears, and then when I calm down, I rang yeah. Colin, and uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was all well then, mate. I just love losing quizzes. Apparently, I'm really good at it. I'm about as good as I'm about as good as quizzes. Apparently, as I always see Paris is affecting the game for Leicester in a positive manner. You're Sometimes not that bad, mate. Really, not that You're often. not that bad. Come on, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, it. Um, but you, you must. I don't know if you're into sort of uh, uh, BDSM or anything, but you keep putting yourself forward for these quizzes. Oh, uh, you know, everybody has the kinks, don't they? And apparently being on quizzes and getting beats mine. Who knew? <laughs> well, each to their own. Welcome along. Um, we've had a week off, so none of us did really, really bad in last week's uh, um, predictions because there was none to get wrong. But let's have a look at what we've got coming up here. So it is the prediction show. Let me just bring myself down there to the bottom, as the actress said to the Archbishop, uh, so that if any comments come up, I can hide them. I hide myself, sorry. This is how it stands. Uh, last time wasn't the best of weeks, um, two weeks ago. Um, two, two and a four. Not, not brilliant, but uh, I tell you what, Brad, Start looking over your shoulder. Steve's coming for you. Yeah, I knew this is happening. I all that at the start of the season, halfway mark where it's going so well, and here we are at that point where it starts to go away from me. You like to peak early, don't you? That's the, that's your trouble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've, I've I've done I've done a Spurs, haven't I? I? I've put myself top of the league in September, and I've had to release the DVD before October started. <laughs> it didn't last that long. <laughs> and um, Steve, you went for a Leicester Brentford draw. Was that was that your reverse psychology again? It was, mate. Yeah, um, <laughs> I've got to start picking up some points now. I think I've got to start picking the teams instead of like, no, nah, no, nah, there again. I can't. I can't pick Tottenham again. I can't. Pick you got to pick Tottenham and Arsenal. You know whatever yeah. happens, <laughs> you can't pick yeah. them. But. Uh, <laughs> so I was going to say some strange results uh, the other week, but there always is um, this season. That kind of sums this season up. Um, Someone's mic's really crackling. It might. Hang on one second. It sounds like you, you, Chris. You sound awful, mate. My end. I don't know about you, Steve. How it sounds your end? No, I think it sounds quite normal to me on this end. Don't tell me it's mine. <laughs> 
<laughs> and what's normal, Steve, for me? That's the question. <laughs> but uh, Scott, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Uh, are you going to join in with the predictions? Um, and talking of the predictions, let's go. Um, Brad's gone, so we'll, we'll come back to him in a second. But the first game that's coming up is Liverpool versus Watford. Uh, I mean, you can just see there, can't you, Steve? I mean, <laughs> looking at that, you, you, you've got to go Liverpool, or or do you? I've got to go Liverpool for the rest of the season. I think um, I think the only team that's consistent, even when they don't play well, they're still grinding the results out. I think you know they can handle the pressure. They've got the players to handle the pressure, and I think they're going to thrive now towards uh, the end of the season with the running. I mean, it's meant for us neutrals, it's made us very interesting, hasn't it? As, you know, we, we were thinking a few weeks ago, well, it's just going to be Man City walking it. And then Liverpool come along and, um, <laughs> I can say, make it interesting for us. Yeah, I think Liverpool's done exactly what they do week in, week out. I think it's Man City that's caused, uh, caused their own problems. I think the pressure's on Man City more than Liverpool now. Uh, any of the teams below, I can't see them doing anything. So I think you know Liverpool must quietly be thinking they've got the they've got it this year. I mean, welcome back, Brad. Well, this phone's on its way out, and I can't. I, I don't. I, I've still got about eight or nine months on this contract, so it needs to hold on a bit. It needs to stop trying to die on me. <laughs> well, you need to stop throwing it at the wall. <laughs> well, I told you, mate. After I did that, it was still working, so I rang Chloe. I'm fine now. Nothing. I didn't. I didn't take it badly at all. <laughs> hey, about taking it badly. I think Scott's... I uh, don't know what you're drinking, Scott. Um, Liverpool win maybe 3-9. <laughs> oh, I think he meant 3-0, as he said there. Uh, Steve's gone for Liverpool on this one, Brad. Um, can you see any other result? I mean, you know, look, just look at that form there, you know. It, it's... Well, I, I, I can't see anything other than that, can you? No... No, not really. If you know, it, this literally is probably, and I, I saw the rest of their fixtures for the remaining scenes and both for both of them, and um, I just don't see, I don't see Liverpool dropping points unless it's against Man City, and I think both teams are going to do that. It really is going to go down to that game. Whoever gets in front in that game is probably going to it should hold on to first spot at that point, and I just can't see anything different here. Uh, I think the teams down at the bottom, like Burnley, Norwich and Watford, had their mini-revival, didn't make anything stick. It's going to be a comfortable win for Liverpool, this. Yeah, well, okay, so two for Liverpool. I mean, if you look at that, though, um, Steve, back in February, and I'll be honest with you, I can't remember who Watford's manager was then, but um, back in February 2020, um, Watford actually beat Liverpool. Was that when Nigel Pearson was in charge, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, so I suppose the miracles do happen. They can do, um, but I think um, you know when when they last one with Pearson, I think that was a different team because um, Pearson plays in the aggressive manner. I don't mm. think um, you know you're going to get that from a Watford this this year, especially with the manager they got now. So um, I can't see him doing anything to be honest. No, I mean, I'm just looking there at Watford's um, 
last five games. I mean, you know, they they got the uh, well, they beat they beat Southampton two one, but they lost to Wolves four nil. They put up a good fight against Arsenal three two. They drew with Watford, and I think that's just that when you're in Watford's position, and of course they lost to Palace. When you're in Watford's position, though, you need to start making these sort of like the nil-nils and, and, and what have you into wins and you've got to be consistent and that's just something they're not is it they're not they're not aggressive enough um i think that you know they're making a mistake of the top six teams where they're trying to play pretty football and trying to play possession football and i don't think that's going to happen uh down the bottom of the league i think you need to show some some fight and make make the games ugly and uh, i can't see what they're doing that well, I'm going to go along with you two, surprisingly or not, <laughs> for a Liverpool win. Brad, I mean, if if I'm mean, not um, mathematically, but if they lose this, I can see it being a heavy defeat, to be honest with you, not just a one or a two. Yeah, again, like I said, I think that Burnley, Norwich and and um, Watford both have all three of them kind of at the, at the desperate Dan kind of point not uh pick started picking up points and they've got off the boil and teams above them are now um you know are um picking up points you know yeah Leeds got a much needed three points didn't they uh to give themselves a bit of breathing space Everton will be hoping to get even a handful of points on their games in hand just to you know to really open up a gap and get them safe I just think this is where they get the stuff knocked out of them. I'm with you, Chris. I'm thinking more four or five. Uh, yeah. No, I think there's to be a cruising. Um, but at least, uh, at least Roy Hodgson's topped up his retirement fund. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what it is. Indeed. And of course, then you've got what it does to confidence, haven't you? But uh, yeah, does it hide to Miss Bellina? How the devil are you? Hope you're well, Mel. Uh, static, good evening, and um, welcome along as well. And uh, everybody else is just saying hello to everybody else. So, yeah, we've all gone for Liverpool win there. Now, this game is going to be interesting. Um, I think Brad may have some sucking up to do here. I don't know. But it's Brighton against Norwich. Um, Brighton, well, I mean, they are slowly sliding down the table. They're 13th now from when they were sort of, you know, 6th, 7th not so long ago. Norwich... Well, Norwich, where they started off, still 20th. Um, previous games, loss for Norwich, loss for Norwich, loss for Norwich, loss for Norwich, loss for Norwich. Uh, and then we look at Brighton, you know, they, they lost to Burnley, they lost to Villa, they lost to Newcastle, they lost to Liverpool, they lost to Top. This is going to be a near nil, isn't it, Steve? Last game on match of the day. Um, I don't think it's really, well, I don't know, it's hard to say the way the season's going but I think Brighton's going to finish the uh, the run they're on and I think to be honest I can see this being a, a 2 or 3 niller to, to Brighton Wow Okay so Steve has gone for Brighton uh, Now Brad do you want to give me one version in case your girlfriend's watching and another version you want to PM to me and I'll put that one down or do you have Barry, faith in I, Brighton? I, I, I... My, my lawyers are reporting me. I'm contractually, I'm contractually obligated to stop being a jinx. So I'm not going to go against or for Brighton. I'm going for a draw because I said they'd win, hoping to give them some some boost to get a look through. Turns out I was jinxing them. So I tried reverse psychology. They're still lost. 
so yeah, I was, I'm not saying evil. I'm sitting on the fence until further notice. <laughs> well, it's one way of keeping hold of your uh, crown jewels, isn't it? I it mean, certainly is. they played sort of in October, and it was nil nil then. Um, and that's when Brighton were doing quite well. I just don't know what's happened to Brighton. Can anybody tell me? I mean, they were doing really well. Potter was the next big thing. And all joking aside about Potter, you know, he was being, you know, hailed as the new messiah. Um, and they do seem to have gone off the boil, Steve, don't they? Well, I think that's when, uh, you know, you can call teams good teams and great teams. Mm. Um, the great teams, when they're having a good run, they stay great. Um Brighton, they've had a great run. They're probably thinking they were a lot better and a lot, you know, than than they were. Then reality kicks in. They have a few um, bad results, and the confidence goes. And that's what you know defines a good team and a great team. I mean, Brad, with Brighton, I mean they are so close to being a good team. Maybe two or three players short. It's the investment probably they're lacking. And they've had a change of system as well. Before they sold Dan Byrne, they were playing a five at the back, which allowed uh, Cucurella and Lamptey to, to get forward. Uh, so I've been informed by my other half, that's that's a real stuttering point. And they haven't got or haven't had the likes of Webster available to them. So they've been suffering with their own injury problems, which hasn't helped. They probably just probably just missed a vital period where they could have balanced that out and kept that ship afloat just being in that top 10 finish. Unfortunately, yeah. with the way things are going, and maybe there's no time for them to adapt to a formation change. As we've seen, you know, when Brendan's pressed with a formation style, whatever his circumstances were regarding needing to change a, a defensive style or not this season, we've seen the effects it's had on them as, as us as a team. So, unfortunately for Brighton, it's a continuous knock-on effect. And, they need that win, you know. We, you know, before we've said, didn't we, before the Leeds and the, and the Burnley games came up, there were some fans starting to question, it, even looking at our fixtures, going, where are we going to get this next win? Because mm. if we don't get it this week or next week, we, 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 we're going to be in real trouble. And Brighton just need that to take the weight off their shoulders and 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 maybe still make that top ten because they've. Their early form has made sure that they're still not right out of the touch. It's not a complete catastrophe. It's just the way the league's been going this season. You know, a few points puts you seventh and a few points puts you 13th. Yeah, in fact, I agree with you that much. I'm having to agree with you with the draw. Um, I have a... (laughs) See, see, Steve, told you, you've not matched that part yet. (laughs) (laughs) I just... It should be Brighton. I mean, you know... I know they drew nil-nil earlier in the season, but then I would have gone for a Brighton win then because Brighton were on a roll. And they can't beat Norwich when they're on a roll. Have they got the now? So it will be a true test, I think, for Potter because Norwich need the points um, and they're going to really be fighting. And it's whether Potter's going to be able to sort of break that down and get 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 through the defences. Because even a point for Norwich at this point uh, would be good for them. But uh, no, I've got I've got to unfortunately agree with with Brad and go for a draw there, and I don't think it'll be a high scoring draw either. Um, just a quick question here from Scott. Uh, hopefully, one of you might have been able to answer. But what is the latest on Luke Thomas? Uh, I've no idea, mate. Um, I've heard apparently he got injured with the under twenty ones yeah, and he's missing yeah, for it. Yeah. 
Um, Spencer, good evening. How are you? Welcome along. Norwich, Norwich, win for you. So, yeah, uh, yeah, that could well happen. Could well happen. Um, yeah, I mean, and again, we've got Indeedy. <laughs> it doesn't get any better, does it, Steve? You know, let's just let's, let's just end it now. <laughs> just end it now, please. It's uh, I've never known. Have you ever known a season like this for injuries? It's a tester, um, but. It's 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 how you know the manager does things again, and it every every either stage with what he's been doing the last two or three games, or he he tries to change the system again. Um, you know, you you go on about big squads, big squads they should be able to cope. Yeah, there shouldn't be any weaknesses in the squad, to be honest. And um, the players that do come in, they should be able to do exactly what the players are doing on the pitch. Well, we'll come on to um, his replacement later. So I think Brad and me agree on that as well. But the next game up, um, I was actually on um, Dan's channel earlier, as uh, the Burnley fan, and he <laughs> he's not confident at all about this. I mean, you know, Burnley, just before we played them, like Brad said earlier, they had a lot of mini um, revival, that kind of... Was, I think that was their chance to actually get out of it. And I thought when they had a couple of wins, I thought, hello, here we go, Burnley going to do the usual, just get out the bottom. And it hasn't happened. Um, and I don't see them getting anything here. Do you, Steve? To be honest, I've got a soft spot for Burnley. Mm. And um, I think this can go either one or two ways. I think the game could be over within the first 20 minutes, um, yes. if they don't do right. But... I think Burnley will make it tough for um, for Man City. I think it's a game, a game that suits Burnley, to be honest. I think they like teams that play in front of them. I think uh, you know how Man City's going to play and the longer you can keep them at bay, uh, you know, the chances you'll be able to get them on the break. So I don't think, um, I don't think the pressure's on Burnley on this one. I think it's more on Man City. And if it's not over within the first 20 minutes, half hour, I think um, Burnley stand a good chance. So I'm going to I'm going to go for a Burnley draw. I don't, I'm not going to say they're going to win it, but... You're going to go gonna for go... a Burnley draw or you're going to go Burnley and Man City draw? Oh, sorry, yeah, Burnley. Burnley and Man City draw in this one. No, I, 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 it's a good point. And it's at Turf Moor, Brad. And, as, you know, Steve's got the, the valid point. Burnley are going to... They're a difficult team to beat anyway. And they're not exactly you know, week in, week out being stuffed. So I, I can see this being... And the longer it goes on and Manchester City don't score, they're going to say, with Liverpool's form, they're going to be sort of really sort of, you know, they need to score early, don't they? I mean, even if even if Burnley were to take a shock lead in this game, I don't think it lasts. In fact, I'd be very, very, very surprised if it did last. I mean... What what date is this game, Chris? What is the date of this game? The date? Yeah. What what date is it? I'm I'm beyond. I'm don't know why I'm with days. So it's on date? Saturday, so it's on the second yeah. of April. So yeah. Uh, so second of April. April Note it down in your diary because I can see such a hammer in here that this is the uh, the gong is going to get banged on the relationship between Dice and Burnley. This is where it gets laid to rest. I think wow. this will be that. I just I've got no. Faith in Burnley being able to do anything other than sit there and take a beating by Man City. I'm sorry, I just I just can't even no. fathom Burnley getting a point. 
So you're going for Man City win, I guess. Yeah. Just, just yeah. a smidge, mate. Just a smidge. Only by like that. That feeling. Well, if you're watching, Dan, we love you really. <laughs> but, uh, oh, well, look. Yeah, love you, Dan. Just not your football team against Man City. Don't fancy the chances, mate. I mean, Man City. Well, they beat Man United. <laughs> just, just as you say that, welcome along from Turf Moor House TV. Uh, welcome along, Dan. Um, good friend of the channel. Don't, don't forget. I know you're not going to be interested in this, Steve, because you don't like the international football. But tomorrow at uh, approximately what was it, four thirty? No, approximately at four thirty, we're going to be covering the World Cup draw. So me and Dan doing that together. So sorry, that was bad timing there, Dan. I was hoping you might come in after that and, and not. We don't all feel like that, Brad. We do like Brad does. We do love you, mate. <laughs> uh, Steve Lynch, Clariton Blue Army. Uh, Spencer, I think Burnley will get something. I, I see, as I was saying before before you came in there, Dan, you know, when you had your couple of wins before you played us, that was your chance to, to get it out. You, you got double for Chris Wood that you spent on Veghorst, is it? And you've, you only spent half on Veghorst, so what's happened to the other half? You need to get a couple of players in. And I know it's gets well, we approach this guy, we approach that guy. Surely, Steve, when you look at these things, they should have. Yeah, we want to get this player. Any any football team. But if I can't get this one, you've got to have sort of two or three alternatives. Surely. Yeah, but you've got to look at uh, football, modern football, uh, the way things is going now. Is that is one player going to come in and change again? Change how they play? Mm. I don't think so. I think it's. Um, I think it's the beginning of the season thing where, or the end of the season where you get two or three players in because I can't see the system changing enough to help one player, if that no. if that makes sense. No. So you need two or three to change the system altogether and have more attacking yeah. prowess and different um, directions away you go. But if you're just playing, buying one player, you're still going to be playing the same way. Yeah. So it's not going to help. Yeah. It's not going to help. I just I agree with you there because then I just think they should have gone out and spent more, not just get one player in. They'd got the money left over, get some players in, and try, because if they go down, they're going to really, really struggle. Um, I mean, Dan said here we had two guys say yes to join and then pulled out last minute on the Orsic deal, which was confirmed they needed the U turn. It, it is hard, but. It happens, like you're saying. You've got to have sort of sort of backups. Um, is it? I'm a little bit of me says it's going to be a Man City stuffing. Sorry, Dan, uh, but another part of me says, well, it's at Turf Moor, and you know what Burnley are like, and you know, I mean, Man City. I mean, yes, you know, they could only draw at Palace, but they did stuff Man United. Uh, but they only struggled to get one past Everton. Man City 2, Tottenham 3, they lost that one. I, I, but then, you know, you look at Burnley. I'm gonna, I am actually, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to go for a draw. I do agree with you, Steve, I think, because I, I know where you're coming from, Brad, totally. And if they get one, they could go ahead. If they get no, that early goal, it, it, it could end up being embarrassing. Well, yeah, but this this is where I'm just hoping that actually what is supposed to happen on paper actually happens, and that's just me chipping away at a couple of points at you today. That's just one 
you know, the normal happens. Man City thrash, and you two are going there. Oh, that's the last time I listened to Steve. So, <laughs> points. I'll let you do the uh, take the risks at, at, at the top now, mate. He's playing tactics here, Steve. We've got to we've got to gang up on him. But uh, no, it, it's. I just think you, you're going to say we you know we've all said Liverpool surely going to stuff Watford, and I just think that I mean the the Liverpool's the early game. That's the other thing as well. Because Liverpool well, what are playing see, early. What you've got to say over the last few weeks is that the pressure's on Man City now. It's not on mm. Liverpool. Yeah, that's yeah, good. that just makes them more ruthless, Steve. That's the issue. You don't want to play Man City when they've just taken the stage. No, if, if you look at the if you look at the latest results and that which they've had, you know, you don't make them more ruthless. It makes them more um, agitated with each other. Um, they're not as clinical. They try and play too much football. They try and score the the perfect goal. And I think um, it's shown in the the few games where they have dropped the points is that, you know, have they got a plan B? Has Man City got a plan B? Do they do they regret or do do you think they will regret not getting a striker in? I mean, you could <laughs> the argument is well, without a striker, the top of the league and they're banging the goals in. But you know, maybe on those games where they've not quite done it, do you think they're going to regret it, uh, Brad? No, not really. Is it really hard to regret finishing guaranteed second in the in the league? Let's face it, they're not going to go any lower than second to do. It's literally only Liverpool that are going to pick them to title race. Look, like you said, they try and score the perfect goal, and I'll give you that grant that they do try and practically walk it in the net. And the best, most cleanest, crispest passes of that are usually midfielders. It's not usually your three up front or it converting Sterling and and and. Silver or whoever to be a inverted winger alongside a Gabriel Jesus or Aguero. So no, at the end of the day, everybody's waiting in bated breath to say that, aren't they? Every fan that hates Manchester City is waiting to go. Ah, well, if you bought a striker to win the league, well, no, because what if their striker went on a goal drought? What if the striker didn't take off mm-hmm. and they could they could be third and miles off Liverpool? That you know. They're just, they've, if anything, it's like they're kind of peacock, trying to peacock how big their squad is and how talented it is as individuals because they've gone, we'd rather attack it through the midfield. I think yeah. it's something you used to do at Barcelona. But, well, obviously, the big elephant in the room there, well, this tiny elephant in, in his actual height, but Messi aside, the rest of them were predominantly midfield minded plays that they, they, they went through. So it's not something that Man City fans should be too unfamiliar with. Um, mm. You can't really fault it if they don't win the league. And they like, like, like Steve said, they have blinked more than Liverpool this season. Uh, well, in this second half of it, especially, it looks yes. like. Well, you've conv- to be honest with you, you've convinced me. I've changed my mind. I'm actually going to go for a Man City win because I think, for me, just looking at it, I can say that the fact that the Liverpool game is the early game, so when they kick off Man City. They'll know, you know, that Liverpool have probably stuffed Watford, and they will have to go for yeah. it. Yeah, and, and I think then you also take into the other half. If, if there is somehow going to be a shock in that game, it's going to fire Man City up even more to make sure yes. they get the three points. Yes, yeah. So but Man, Man, Man City, Man City won't go for it. They'll just do exactly what they do week in, week out. Possession. No, they can, they can destroy teams when they really, really are on fire, though, Steve. That that's the issue. I understand what you're saying, but I just feel if they're on key. And they know they can do this to Burnley. They 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 will. But the but 
this season said it all. It has been weird. Watch us both be, watch us all be wrong. <laughs> yeah. And Burnley get the win. Burnley will win 4 0. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then I'll never back Man City again if that happens. It's 4 0. <laughs> I'm not putting that up, Dan. Um, uh, I know Margaret Thatcher was not for turning, but I'm easily turned. Let me just say that. And uh, Brad, are you wearing a Brighton training top? He said earlier. Um, are they sponsored by King Power and Adidas? No spoilers for the quiz, but I definitely not sponsored by Adidas. No, no. Uh, it will be interesting to see um, if if Brad gets some uh, Brighton and Hove underwear for his uh, for his birthday. Um, I hope not, because if it's like Brighton, they'll be going down a lot. Hey, hey. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's go on to the next game, which is Chelsea Brentford. I mean, a lot of these, when you look at them. Apart from the well, apart from the Brighton one, all the top teams you would say on paper have got easy games. Brentford started off well. I think they're kind of coming to sort of realise that the Premier League is 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 hard, and they haven't had sort of the maybe like like the Leeds did when they came up or the Sheffield United. They they, they haven't kept it up and they haven't stayed sort of as high as they did for so long, but. I still like Brentford. I still think they will stay up. I still think they're the best of the three teams that came up. Uh, and if you look at that, Steve, I mean, we beat them 2-1, but they, again, they didn't capitulate at all. Um, and you've got three goals of the season in one game there. But they managed to beat Burnley. They managed to beat Norwich. Lost to Newcastle. Lost to Arsenal. They're winning the games they need to be winning. No disrespect, uh, Dan. But can you see Brentford getting anything from this? I think um, I think there's always a lot of banana skins after international breaks. Mm. Um, so I think this Saturday and this weekend could be there could be a few banana skins. I can't see Brentford um, running away with it, but I think can, I can see them giving Chelsea a hard game. But there again, it's it's what Chelsea team term turns up. Yeah, if they get the possession one that play in front here. That might suit uh, Brentford, but will Chelsea be clinical and want to win the game? How many players are coming back fresh? How many players are coming back tired? So, you know, on that just purely on that reason, I think as well, because the team's down at bottom, I'm going to go for a draw on this one. Yeah, for a draw again for this one. Um, I mean, Chelsea did only manage the 1-0 over them back in, back in October, uh, Brad, and... You know, if you're looking at Chelsea's form, they're, they're just doing what, <laughs> what you can't you can't argue with their form that they've they've won five in a row. No, and and you know sometimes it's not all about being pretty and beating teams four five nil every week. Um, you know, it, we remember, don't we, Chris and, and Steve? We we went through that infamous period where we couldn't do anything but win one nil near that back end of the season where we. We went on to win it, and obviously Chelsea won't do that this season. But you look at the results. I mean, didn't concede against Spurs, didn't concede against Palace, didn't concede against Burnley. All right, they let one in against Norwich. That happened so often. But again, didn't concede against a reborn again Newcastle. Hmm. Um, and to me, this is the bigger difference between Brentford and the likes of Leeds, Norwich, and and um, I forgot Leeds, Norwich, and Burnley. We just discussed them. That's how yes. how well it's. These, they're, they're easily forgettable, aren't they? Yeah, I know. 
these two results, and I should know it because I'm about to make the point, the two results that are the most pivotal in there and the ones that mattered the most are the, and I know it might sound obvious because they won the games, but the ones they wanted to win out of them five, they won. Like you said, Chris, they beat Norwich, they beat mm-hmm. Burnley, they beat the teams around us. And to be fair, no, with the greatest of respect to Brentford in that second half, we didn't we didn't do ourselves any favours, and that was very noted by Brendan. The, the players did, we we seem to be in that two 0 zone, take the foot off the gas a little bit, and to be fair, three great three worldy goals like you would. And if he didn't hit that in, we probably still we. It was probably one of them games where realistically we could have come away from that saying, yes, we took our foot off the gas, but they could have been playing for another ninety minutes and shouldn't have scored. But it it was a very good goal they scored. I think maybe Brighton now have got them two wins. They'll, they 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 slipped instantly back into that comfort because they were poor that first half against Brentford. Do you mean? Yeah, sorry. You see, I just I don't know what's going on in my brain. Yeah, no, you just got Brighton on the brain. Obviously, I have. Mate, I, have I have. There's too He's many in love, Steve. He's in love. There's just too many big teams in this league. Uh, they're all confusing. But yeah, I think Brentford may have slipped back into that slump because they were poor against us realistically. In that first half, I don't remember hearing them creating anything of the sort in that first half. And if they do that against Chelsea, even lackadaisical, Chelsea should get this win. And I think that's going to be the case. I think Chelsea will win this, especially being at home. Mm. um, So you've gone for a Chelsea win. Um, It's another one of those for me. I'm going to have to agree with you, Brad. Again, I think Chelsea were... I, I'm tempted with the draw, but I just think Chelsea is the business end of the season now. Um, I mean, you'd think they were pretty much safe in third because nobody seems to want to take the ball by the horns and, and take that fourth place. Um, oh, I think it will be tight again, but I'm going to go for a Chelsea win. It, if, if it had been at Brentford... Um, then I might have gone, you know, the other way. But it's at Chelsea, so I'm going for a Chelsea win, as did indeed Scott. But Spencer agreed with you, um, Steve, and he's gone for the draw. You do realise, Brad, this is the week possibly when we, we get everything wrong, Steve gets everything right and takes the lead. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. And Steve can transfer that £100 into a PayPal account for psyching you out. So Steve can win it. <laughs> um, and I'm going to say hello to my daughter, who you may know, I, I now call the Ice Queen. Um, just remember, next time you get me a drink, Heather, less ice, please. Yeah, less God, ice. you want some drink with that ice, Heather? That was. <laughs> Yeah, when you press the buttons on the drink on the ice machine, take your finger off and then it stops. Keep your finger on; it just keeps coming out. Uh, but, uh, so, how I'm I'm cold, Heather. But uh, it was lovely to see you the other day. Uh, I'm a year old, and nobody said I don't look it, so I, I won't bother asking. So the next game, um, Leeds versus Southampton. Um, now then, Steve, this is. Oops, let me add that back in. There we go. This is, you, you, I, I like Southampton and they've played really well. I mean, it's 11th against 16th. Southampton won the, earlier in the season, um, but they've lost a, well, they've lost three on the trot. They beat Southampton and Norwich. Are we seeing a Southampton slump here? Well, I, think, I think Leeds need the points more. I think they're at home as well, so... I think you see a different Leeds this weekend. 
I think they need to get a few points in the bag to, to, to pull away from the bottom. Southampton are on a good run, but uh, Leeds at home, tough one. So I'm going to go for Leeds. Leeds. Brad, I mean, Leeds beat Wolves 3-2, Norwich 2-1, which, they, you know, again, these are the games they need to be winning. Um, they, they, they lost to Villa, they lost to us, um, and, of course, they had that big loss to Tottenham before changing the manager. Are Leeds going to survive? Are they going to get the, the result they need here? It's annoying, isn't it? You remember, you, can we not go back to about three weeks ago when we were rubbing around at the idea that one of Everton, Leeds, and Newcastle could go down if not if not two of them. That was the fun times. That was when football was fun, wasn't it? When we looked at one of them teams and thought one of them could go down. And unfortunately, I think you're right. I think Leeds, um, I think Leeds got that fire to win. How they did it, I don't have a clue. I mean, I do. I do have a clue. I do know how it happened. I knew that Wolves went down to ten men. Um, mm-hmm. It, that's still debatable whether that was a second yellow or not, but it's no. still with now. No. But uh, I remember, I mean, I was watching it. I watched the first half and I went off to go and watch something else. And safe from the knowledge that Wolves were cruising to a lovely home victory and that was going to further drag Leeds into trouble. And then I let out a few expletives when someone told me and showed me the proof that it was 3-2 to Leeds and they'd turned it around. And I just think that's annoyingly, and I say annoyingly because I really wanted a bigger team or a bigger team uh, that haven't won anything years, but are still a big team um, to go down this this year and it doesn't look like it's going to be the case So, and I think Southampton are in that holiday mode they're not going going into Europe they're not in any cup competitions I believe, I don't know if they're still in the Africa but I don't think they are um, if they are then I stand corrected but they're not going down, they're not make, breaking into Europe the holidays already getting planned, uh, and I think Leeds get the three points that will probably ease their risks even more of relegation. It will ease the pressure on it. I mean, I look at this one, and it's two teams I, I, I quite like. I've got nothing against either of them. Uh, I want Southampton to stay up because it is a game I can get to and go and watch just down the road from me. Uh, Leeds, I could say I've said in previous weeks, I. I Remember when we were playing them in, in the third tier, and as I don't, you know, hear their fans going, "Oh, you know, we're back where we should be," and all this. Um, I'm, I'm going to differ from you two guys. I'm going to go for the draw because I think, um, like you said, Leeds are fighting, but they're just. I don't know. Again, I, I'm, I'm useless at this. <laughs> I'm going to stick with the draw. I think it's going to be a draw. Um, I, yeah, I just think uh, Leeds won't quite have enough. Southampton need the win. Um, I mean, they're safe, like you say, but um, uh, I think they might just use this game to start to turn things round. Uh, we've got Scott went for Southampton win. Uh, Spencer's gone for a Leeds win. Scott says, I like the gung-ho style Leeds play, but can't stand dirty Leeds. Well, you know, I mean... That, that was then, this is now. But uh, I know what you mean, Scott. I do know what you mean. So, um, let, that, that one will be in. That's the first one we've really... No, nobody's agreed with me. But the next one we've got coming up here, then, Steve, is Wolves versus Aston Villa. Um, how do you see this one going? Local derby. Um, I think Wolves are going to be wounded from the Leeds result. 
Um, I don't think he's going to fire him up. I think he's going to uh, confuse him a bit. Mm. Um, Villa, I think they've stumbled uh, over the last few games and I can't see him um, taking Wolves apart on this one. Local derby, Wolves down, Villa playing the way they are. This I can see being another draw as well. You're going for a draw for this one. Okay. I mean, Brad, it's eighth versus ninth. Um, they haven't... Um, I love the pose, Brad. I love the laid back. I'm just taking this so easy here. <laughs> it's almost like you're going to sort of click your fingers and go, Chloe, get me a drink. Thank you. Oh, God, no. Like, you see that clap? You see the screen face black and you won't hear from me again if I did that. <laughs> but, I mean... Villa, yes, they've they've kind of improved. Well, they have improved, obviously, under Gerard, But he lacks the consistency this season, for me. Uh, but he's got Coutinho in. Um, Wolves won the, the, the meeting earlier in the season, and that was at Villa. Who's your money on for this one? I mean, the Wolves-Leeds result seems like a bit of a, a, freak, a freak accident, in a way, like it. It really did. It, you, you know, you, you sometimes see a team on a run like Wolves are where they're doing quite well in the league. They're quite high up and they're having a, a good season again. I mean, I'm just looking at their results. But they're a bit... They're, they're, these two teams do have one thing in common and looking at their uh, their slip of results. I mean, West Ham, in a great respect, haven't been in greatest of form. They're probably another one in this bracket. You know, 2-0 shot loss to Palace. Um yeah, all right. Then they got the easier win against Watford. Then they struggled to beat Everton or in free fall. Yeah. Um. I, 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 Villa are also very hot and cold. But for that reason, I'm kind of, I'm kind of thinking this ends in a draw as well. I actually think this might be one of them entertaining nil nils. You know, mm-hmm. you know that one that's second to last yeah. time today because it's more entertaining than the boring one. That's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. This yeah. one will be. Yeah. No, I get what you mean. Uh, I mean, Wolves are flattered to deceive for me this season. We'll say good evening to, to Rennie. How the devil are you? Welcome along. Um, I, and, and I thought Wolves might just sneak that, you know, European place. Uh, and again, they're, they're proving that, you know, nobody wants it this season. <laughs> Villa, I mean, I mean, for me, Scott, says it all, you know, hoping for a draw for this result because if Leicester can win, that would be the best sort of result for us. I mean, there's that said, between 8th and ninth, and I'm just look, just checking this here, um, yeah, there's 10 points between 8th <laughs> between and ninth. That's, that's a lot of games. But then Villa have got a game in hand. We've got three games in hand. Uh, it, it's any anywhere. But... I'm going to have to agree with you two and go for the draw and three draws across the line there. Um, See I just how he's think... playing this tactical, Steve. He's got mm-hmm. those wild, audacious tactic. You know, wild, audacious predictions in a mass pellet to catch up, and now he's top. He's like, if I just match them all, I can never lose yeah. it. Boo! Games. Excuse me. Excuse me. Le- Leeds. Leeds. Southampton. Yeah, all right, that was not. different from you. Um... Yeah, the others, I must admit, I'm quite... I'll go first on the next one, then. Uh, because, of course, it this is... where we copy him, Steve. <laughs> um, it is, of course, Manchester United versus Leicester City. 
if you're going to say two teams that have shown that they can be consistently inconsistent this season, this this is the one. Um, Man United, for me, I just think they're so badly run at the moment. You know, they they've they've got owners that don't seem to know what they're doing, despite the fact that they've they've got you know um, uh, sports clubs in America that they own. But, you know, they get rid of a manager. They haven't got a manager in place. They, they're not going to get a manager till the end of the season. So they bring somebody in that's only going to be a part-time manager that doesn't like, you know, players aren't going to respect because they think, no, he's not going to be their boss next year. And, and you know, with the team that they've got, they should be way out on top. I remember saying at the start of the season, Manchester United don't win something with a team that they've got this season. Ollie will go. Well, Ollie's gone. Um, he's no longer at the wheel, Ralph's at the wheel, and he's taking them down the same road. There's nothing there to... I, I just don't see what the improvement's been. I really don't see what the improvement's been. If you're going to replace a manager, you've got to show its signs of improvement. You know, if, if that's that's why, you know, it's like we got rid of uh, Ranieri because he wasn't pulling the results in. Craig Shakespeare came in. We, we know we, we stayed up, we turned things around. We got through to the quarterfinals of the Champions League. You need to see something different. And Manchester United just haven't done that for me. You know, I mean, they couldn't get past Watford. You know, they, they haven't, you know, they, they struggled past, past Tottenham. Um, they got stuffed by Man City. Okay, they beat Leeds, they beat Brighton, but then you'd expect them to do that. I am going for a Leicester win here because I just think. We're on the up. I think the the, the 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 break will do us good. Yes, we've lost Indeedy. I don't think it's that big a problem because we said earlier, Brad, when we were tweeting, we've got Mendy and he's come in and I've always liked Mendy and thank God we didn't sell him. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, I mean, I said that. We've also got Samore as well. It was a summer acquisition. And we could always just make it a flat three instead of having that defensive midfielder three. It's not a necessity. I know it's more of a comfort, and it, it, it is a comfort. Yeah. And obviously, bigger teams like Liverpool, they, they tend to use it. City used it a lot when they had, obviously, like Yaya Torre down. Probably still use it to some degree now. I don't I don't know. I'm not, you know, I don't really care too much for them. But I know that's what they used, how they used to go about it. And But yeah, we've... The squad has got a good depth to it in, in terms of its quality. So I'm, I don't think there's that panic around fans going, oh, God, who's it going to be? Is it going to be really, you know, Godfrey Gazelle and all them players when we had them there? Who's it going to be? Because they're not that good. We've got a good depth in squad. My only issue is, and I did a podcast earlier and I was asked about it, as it is, you can see with the way Fafana played Probably more minutes than anyone was expecting. I don't think anyone expected to see Fafana do 70 minutes against Rennes. No. no. Um, I think people maybe thought he'd get 45 here and then maybe 60 against Brentford and it seems an international break. I think the approach has been changed where the cases get as many minutes as we dare out of them. And because he knew the international break was coming up and he had more time to recover and, and gain more fitness. Because people forget when we get told they're fit, they're not always actually fit. They're medically cleared to play football. Not match um, fit, as they used to say. Yeah, as, as the term is, that they're, they're match fit. doesn't mean they're 100% back to full fitness, but they are available to play that game. Um, and I think having Fafana back for this game, there's talk that Johnny Evans will feature at some point as well. Brendan yeah. said in a press interview, 
Um, we've coped without big players this season at points when it's been someone like Ndidi and Vardy. Feels like the bug's been passed on to the midfield with the injuries we've got, but there it is. Um, don't know if Vardy will be available, but again, I you know I know we're three. I know we've got three games in hand on the team in like eighth and seventh. Um, but we're also, like you said, 10 points off them. I think the only issue I have with, with putting my neck on the line and saying that Leicester are going to win is I do think whether you like to admit it or not, the easier and the more likely achievement is Leicester win five games in Europe and get into Europe by winning the Europa League conference more than there is going on a seven-game win, not you know, seven game, getting seven wins out of these last 10, 11 games and somehow sneaking in seventh. I think he'll look. He'll try and balance returning players in between the Manchester United, the PSV, and the Crystal Palace game that's in between them. And I don't know if we'll see Vardy back. A record at Old Trafford is also not brilliant. So for that reason, I am going for the draw. I think we can sneak something, but I just don't think we'll get the win. And that was a short answer, Steve. Yeah, it was. You wait for the. <laughs> You wait for the hour-long prediction one where I give it myself. <laughs> He's still with us, Steve. Well. Wake up. No, no, joking. Steve, I mean, Vestergaard scored midweek uh, in, uh, for, uh, for Denmark. And Brad, Brad did have to say that he had to check it wasn't an own goal, but he did score. Everton apparently are after Vestergaard. Evans could be back. What a great game for Evans to come back for. I think this, all, this game just boils down to Brendan Rodgers. I don't think it's. I don't think it should be made a tactical game. I think it should be made an attitude game, and the attitude should be to ruffle Man United, to get in the faces, to make it frustrating, because the only one you've got with a bit of backbone in the Man United team is uh, McTominay in midfield. Mm. If you look at the rest of them, they're all um, big time, big time boys, and if you can frustrate them get into them, they can't play. They'll argue with the referee, they'll argue with each other, everything will go out the window mm. and it, you should make it easy. But if Brendan doesn't do that, Man United, you know, they'll play like as they are, the big time boys, and they'll, they'll play with a bit of authority and pass the ball around. Yeah. So the only thing you can say in, in your meeting against Man United, make it hard, get in the face, make them look, you know, Small small players instead of big yeah. time charges, and yeah. I think that's the attitude that Leicester should go out with. Not a tactical one, but an attitude one. And if the attitude's right, the result will be right. Do but saying that, I'm Ooh. going for Leicester. We're going for Le oh right, guys. Put your money on Man United. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if the attitude's right. Yeah. No, I get. I, I, you know, we haven't. They haven't beaten us. Yeah. In, they haven't beaten them. us in four games. Um, it started with a draw um, back in um, on December, well, Boxing Day, Boxing Day uh, 2020. Uh, then we beat them in the FA Cup and we beat them 2-1 and 4-2 in our last two meetings. So it's all, all I can say, looking good. But, you know, it, it's a case of, for me... I, I just think it's that say confidence, but it's almost ours to lose, if you like, you know. Um, and they, they, they might, um, 
that they might disagree. Um, good morning from Sydney, Australia. Good morning. You're only coming up as Facebook user, so I don't know who you are, but good day, as they say. Uh, Luca, good evening. How the devil are you? Uh, Anthony, we'll ask the question at the end. Cheers, mate. Um, but welcome along. Thanks for joining us. Um, we haven't got to your game yet, so that will be interesting. Um, and I think, yeah, just a lot of hellos and what have you in there. Um, yeah, so, oh, so there's only Brad that doesn't, nobody thinks Man United will get anything. That's, uh, that's, that's interesting. Can I just ask you, basically, both of you on this, we'll come to you first, Steve. Maguire getting booed at Wembley? I think he deserves it. You know, you can't keep on wrapping players in cotton wool. If you're going to mm. keep, um, you know, um, not giving any players any stick when they need it, they're never going to get any better. Yeah. And I think Booz should, if Maguire's a bloke that he should be, he should take into account and say, look, I'm not playing very well. I need to do something different rather than carry on the way he is. So I'm Mr. Big, I don't care. Because that's the attitude he's, you know, he's coming across with. It's making him lazy. It's making him look like um, no disrespect. It's making him look like a donkey. No, yeah. he should be like you know, and that's the the reason with the attitude is now. If you can get at him and get at him and get at him, you know, he's a weakness. But he's got to look at himself. You know, you 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 pay for a big club. You paid a hell of a lot of money a week. You know, yeah. people are allowed to do you. People are allowed to swear and do it. Yeah, that's part and partial of the job. Now, if yeah. he if he can't handle it. He's not the player he thinks he is. Mm. Now, the only way he's going to show it is by taking it all on the chin and then playing some great football. And then you'll say to yourself, you'll hold your hands up and you'll say, fair play to you. But I, he, I mean, Ed, know, a lot of players do go through bad stages in the careers. But I do feel, and you mentioned there, Steve, that they're almost wrapped in cotton wool. We can't say how we, as fans, we daren't say, you know, you know, you're not playing well or something. I mean, I know we've got social media, but even taking social media aside, at the games, booing. I mean, in, in and I hate to say sort of in your day, but in your day, Steve, you sort of, you would have taken it on the chin, wouldn't you? You said, right, I'm going to prove to them. I think you've got to look at life in general. Um, you know, you, you just in the new laws passed that you can't smack kids and that and things about anymore. But, you know, if you grow up like from our, our age and our group, the discipline was discipline and it made you a better person. But if you've got no discipline, you think you can get away with it, everything week in, week out, which the way, the, you know, modern life is going, you know, and there's too many snowflakes about, there's going to be yeah. weaknesses all the time. And that's that's a problem. You've, you've got to be able to give out a bollock and you've got to be able to accept one. And if you can't do that, then you shouldn't be in the public eye. I love you, Steve. You just to totally agree with me on everything. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's true, though. You know, I think I think there's a lot of people listening and watching. They'll, they'll think the same. They'll think the same way. Mm. You know, it's like uh, it's like fighting a war with with no bullets in your gun. Yes. Yeah. And definitely. you know, and that's happened in a lot lately. And I think it's it's ruining the modern thing. There's there's too many things now where you could say one comment before years ago which wasn't offensive but now it's took offensive mm. and I think that's that's happening in life all throughout but he's a big boy he's played, played he's played big books you know it, it should it should get under his skin and say right there's a few hundred million people out there that think at the moment I'm a donkey I'm going to prove them wrong 
if he doesn't, then he stays a donkey and, you know, that's how it is. Yeah. Brad, I mean, you know, he, you know, is it a case of he's paid the money, he should be able to take it? You know what he, you know, as a footballer, you know what's going to happen. You know you're going to go back sometimes to a club you played for or a club where you've hurt one of their players that you're going to get booed. Um, you could say, well, argue, well, it's England. He's, he's never particularly done anything bad for England. But, you know, do you feel, he, you know, the, were, were the fans right to boo him? I, I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't don't care for international friendlies. I don't watch them. I don't know anything about this Maguire in particular getting booed. I, I need a bit of context for it. Was it was he booed every time he touched the ball or what? Or, as far or what? as I know, because I'm like you and, and Steve, none of us actually probably watched it. I didn't watch it because um, it was it was my because birthday and I was out. Although people yeah. think I should have been doing a, a, a thread, Brad. But I... Yeah, well, it's these Tuesdays and Thursdays. I've got them all up together, right? Right, right, so, right. No, I, I didn't watch. As far as I understand it, or as far as I, well, what I've seen, he got booed when he... Um, Being um, was a name was announced. Right. right. See, I don't think that's a... I don't think that's a direct at Harry Maguire in a sense of um him as a person they don't like i think it all depends on the context and without knowing it i can only give you know my hypothesis or i'm trying to use fancy words is these glasses to make you think i can say fancy words not i mean but i'm just trying to be more photosynthesis about my words these days anyway that was a bad joke move on from that it was um, it was I'll, I'll come back i'll play that one back and try and work it out uh, <laughs> <laughs> um no but I can see the frustrations, and I think because he's an £80 million defender, which he's not, you know, they pay £80 million for him, he's been made character in Manchester United, which no matter how good or bad Manchester United do, it is a big deal to be given the honour of captaincy of any club, let alone whether you're Mandy or not. But he's also then a regular for England, which he was a regular for England at Leicester. But yeah. everything's so amplified, and I think the fact that Southgate, to my knowledge, from what I saw, has the cheek to apparently come out and say, oh, no, I picked my players on their form when Madison's top yeah. of the, the, the stats yeah. on the field and Barnes is like fifth on that list and can't get a look in. Uh, I'm kind of grateful to answer with our injury list. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with yeah, you. They get to play their flag goal for whatever we've got in our state-of-the-art stadium training. And I think that I think fans may be more frustratedly vented their boos at, at, at a big bullseye. You know, he's a... He, he's a Manchester United player, a lot of money was spent on getting him. He's their captain. He he's supposed to be a strong leader at the back. He's having a torrid season. And lo and behold, Love Child gets picked by Southgate. I think from what I'm hearing and what you've just told me, it sounds more like fans were saying, right, when Maguire gets picked, we're going to use that to vent our frustration more towards a player that shouldn't get picked because his form's been terrible over others that people think should have been picked more than I hate Maguire as a person. I, I think it's sad, but it sounds I mean, like thing. Let, let's be honest, Brad. I mean, it was at Wembley, so it was probably full of Man United fans being. Yeah, it's probably why he got booed as well. The England squad for the World Cup will be exactly the same squad it was for the Euros. Yeah. 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 But this Imagine. is a new team. How many times have we seen England managers do this? They'll, they'll, they'll take a. All right, I won't use Vardy, even though he was played out of position because he did ghost tournaments. I say like a Ricky Lambert or a player like that, or a, or a, or a Defoe or someone did like that. They get 
they, it's it's almost like a child that it almost feels like a player like that doesn't get rewarded with their England call up. It almost feels like the parents finally sick of hearing the children nag about the, the mate not being allowed around the house because he's a troublemaker, and they haven't round for one night, and then that's it. You never allowed him around again. It feels mm-hmm. like these sort of groups of players are falling into that caliber, like the foes, like like um like I said with the Ricky Lamberts and that, and to a point Vardy was as well. Yeah. Um, where they kind of, it's just like whoever's in charge at that particular point goes, oh, fine, here you go. Have your international cap now. Get off the back so I can play my favourites. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it reminds he'll, take, me. he'll take five right backs and four centre-halves and then he'll play Yeah, and play one of them in goal and one of them up front yeah. and one of them on the left wing. It's ridiculous, Steve. But I mean, Steve, do you, think that, do you think, Steve, that as a manager, not an England manager, but as, as going, taking it back to his club, Ralph, is this one of these points where maybe they should they should take him off and take him out of the limelight for a few weeks? Or like you say, should it be a case of, you know, you're big enough, you're ugly enough, go out there and prove yourself? So you, you've got two sides of it. You've got the manager, what you've just said about the manager, it should be taking him out. But the mm-hmm. player himself, he should be doing something extra to get out the way he's playing and he's not. And he knows that week in, week out, he can carry on playing the same way, he can carry on making the same mistakes that he'll, he'll always be in the team. Yes. And then, you know, and I can't understand why these clubs have got so many big squads, but they still persist in playing the same players week in, week out that are not playing. I think the- I think with Manchester United career, and people might say, oh, well, what a cop-out of a way to fix it. It won't always stick to anything. I don't think people understand. And, you know, I just briefly, because I'm a, I'm a cricket fan, I'm saying the same about Joe Root, who's a marvellous cricketer, but he can't handle it. And that's the responsibility of captaincy. He wasn't a captain for us. He wasn't a captain for Hull. He was never a captain at Sheffield tonight, to my knowledge. At one of what's perceived to be one of the biggest clubs in, in the world, whether that's on a financial scale or whether that's on a global knowledge scale, or regardless of where, what they're doing in the league, I don't think he's got that right mentor to be a captain. I think he needs that mental break and let be allowed to concentrate on his own game. And, and sometimes with certain players, you want to give them that responsibility because they tickle the boxes, but they just can't do it, put yeah. it in practice. Maybe, you know, maybe yeah. the thought of the fact that because they paid so much for him, they felt the necessary to make him a captain because it's more common to have a well, I don't, I don't, Yeah, I mean, I, I think Pep proves there, you know, you pay £100 million for a player, it doesn't guarantee you're going to start every week. But Steve, Scott says there, I was going to say, didn't Leicester fans not so long back do a similar thing to Vestergaard when he was being subbed on? Yes, Scott, very good point. They did. Um, I mean, you know, you can't, they don't live in glass houses, I guess is the same for that. Vestergaard was signed as a backup all along. Harry Maguire wasn't, they didn't pay 80 million to have Harry Maguire sit on the bench and, and come in when needed. And yeah, only stuff yeah. fringes. They paid 80 million for a start, a starter that was going to strengthen their back line. Yeah. Not, I agree. I agree. Steve, sorry, you were going to say, sorry, Steve. I was just saying, you, you know, you, you, you've got to play it like that in every club, you oh. know, um, that, that's seen different to a, um, the fans' perspective of, how they are, but then you've got to yeah. take into other accounts, you know, is the tactics right for him at the moment under Brendan Rodgers? You don't know. Um, they must have saw something in him when they brought him. 
but but time will tell. He, he's got to do the same thing as well. He's, he's got to look at himself. He's got to he's got to be hearing and feeling whatever people are saying about him. So you know, does he need to look at himself like every other player and say, look, are a hundred thousand people right or are, are they wrong? Yeah. So yeah. a, a, a quick change then over to another player, but this time a Leicester City player. Brad, just a quick answer if you can do. Um, indeed, he's out. Mendy or Chowdhury? Mendy. Uh, I, I, I do like both of them, but I just feel for this game, the more experienced one, for the approach, how Brendan approaches away games as well. Chowdhury is a bit more higher on the tempo. Brendan likes to give the game 20 minutes to settle in and, and, and a judge's opponent, it seems, when we play a team like this. So, for me, someone of Mendy's calibre and the way he kind of pings the passes around. He doesn't drive forward or sit too deep. He kind of just sits in that middle frame and pings the ball around. So for me, it's Mendy for, for, for the time being. We'll see, see how he goes. I mean, Mendy, at one point when we signed him, was our most expensive signing. And yet he was nearly out the side uh, in the tran- or nearly out the, the club in the transfer window had it not fallen through. I love him as a player and I, I'd love him to stay and be part of the squad. Now, whether that will be enough for him, um, is he at the World Cup? I'm not sure whether he's qualified for the World Cup or not. I, I can't, uh, haven't checked, but he's obviously won, you know, the uh, African Cup of Nations. So, would you, would, or do you go for the youth with Chowdhury? I'd go for somebody that's going to be. Aggressive and niggly. Um, you look, you know, you go back to the game when Leicester played Man United, and everybody performed hundred percent, and it was a great game. And I think that's the attitude that you've got to take to Man United again. Yeah. But it, it it all depends on how people feel inside and how they how they want to get on themselves. You can't, you know, you can't bring in two different style players and ask them to play in the same kind of tactics. No. Yeah. You have to have some difference. And if a guy that's got a different way of playing to what the manager's tactics are, he's going to struggle and the team are going to struggle. Yeah. So yeah. you've got to get players into positions where they're playing to the strengths rather than playing to a system. Yeah. And I think when when clubs and football start to figure that out, I think, you know, you'll, you'll see a big yeah. change in football. Very, very good point. I mean, I... I think Chowdhury's improved. I don't think he's got the red card in him, in him as much as he used to. Uh, I'd love... Um, I mean, Scott said, I agree, Scott. Uh, I love both players. Chowdhury, I don't, I don't agree with that bit. But, yeah, I think both players... I'd love to have them both in the squad. Uh, I just think Mendy, like, like Brad said, he just he does ping it about a bit more. Either or. If, if, either, you know, if he picks either of them, I would understand. But for me, I hope we keep Mendy. I hope he doesn't go... Brendan's making the noises now, like, you know, glad he's here and he's got a part to play, etc. And it was a shame we couldn't have him in the squad, you know, for the first half of the season. So, stranger things have happened that uh, <laughs> that he will, he will become a regular. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. You can never predict uh, Brendan, can you? Now, going back to what we're here for, which is the predictions. Um, <laughs> I wish I'd asked about having Maguire now. Uh, but we've got <laughs> West Ham hosting Everton. West Ham, Steve, another team that seems to sort of not like to be in fourth place. They seem to be throwing it away. But, my God, I've got to give West Ham credit. 
and I've got to give David Moyes credit. I thought they'd be back down the bottom this season, uh, and he's not. He's kept them there on a, a really small squad, and he's got them to, to the um, quarterfinals of the Europa League uh, against an Everton side. Well, you know, they make Man United and Leicester look like they're having a good season, don't they? Well, West Ham, they're having a typical Leicester season, aren't they? Um mm. I don't think at the beginning of the season they thought they'd do exactly the you know the way they've been playing and the results are beginning this year. Um, Everton need the points more, and I think that's going to be a hump on the back because it's going to make it harder for them because they know they've got to get the points. West Ham will just carry on playing they've been, the way they've been playing week in week out, and I, I think it's to be too hard for Everton this game purely on because they need the points. And yes. there's going to be that, you know, bit of hesitancy and, and you know, whatever. And West Ham will just carry on with the season they've been doing and just, you know, get to it. And I think West Ham will win it. Uh, yeah, OK, West Ham. Brad, I mean, Everton, they're down there. They are going to have to be looking over their shoulders. Yes, they've got games in hand. They've got three on Leeds who are above them. And they've got two on Watford who are below them but they've got the same number of games that, that Burnley have. They managed to get, I was surprised, I think it surprised us all that Everton won Newcastle nil. Um, but, I mean, Tottenham took them to the cleaners. Wolves and Man City just sneaked past them. Southampton did the job. But West Ham, I, I look, as I say, hats off to them this season. Um, but they, they need that bit more consistency, don't they? Yeah, they do, and it, and it seems extremely harsh to say that to a club that's so high up in the league and, you know, taking our spot that we held for two seasons of, of, of muscling the way in between our top six. Uh, seems very harsh and critical, isn't it? So it needs to be a bit more consistent when we're sat down there in, in, in ninth going, in tenth going, be more consistent, West Ham. We don't feel yeah. right either. Yeah. But um, I think they've managed to ride that wave. Um I know, I just, just double checking there. Yeah, so, yeah, I know they got beat by Tottenham a bit easy for Tottenham that game in the end, which was probably a bit of a shock in the way they lost that game to, to Tottenham. But they've rid that wave when it looked like it was falling away from them. They've picked up points and kept themselves in there, still in that mix um, for, for a top five. I think the problem is, is just like they're, they're, they're just like us at this moment. But theirs is probably harder. They don't know whether to stick or twist in terms of do they just keep going and then have a season where maybe they're losing the quarterfinals or even the semi-finals and they go and finish fifth and they go, all right, well, you know, at least, you know, them players are knowing they're going to get another crack at this. I don't know. I I, I wouldn't like to put that chance out there. Are they going to, are they going to switch their attention to let's go for this Europa League, let's try and Winners of European um, Cup. It'd be interesting to see what they do over the next few weeks. However, a blip on the radar. Um, it was probably a shock that Everton actually held on and kept a clean sheet more than anything against uh, against Newcastle. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a little bit nice. Come come too late to keep them in the relegation fight that Newcastle have started to drop a few points. But this is almost a free hit if you look at who. Watford and Burnley are playing uh, because you kind of just sense that they need a game where they just take a different psychological look at it. 
Uh, I think they'll frustrate West Ham, um, but I only see one winner, and it's not Everton. No, so, no, yeah, I West Ham for me. I just think they got too much about them. I think it was just a little blip, a little, yeah. gl- a little glimp. That'll be, yeah. that'll Scott says up. here, West Ham to slaughter Everton, in his opinion. I, I, I just, I mean, well I, I remember I went going back to the start of the season. I remember we did a show um, with on. I was on the West Ham channel, and um, they were comparing. I know I've said this before, but they were comparing West Ham this season to Leicester when we w- won the league, and could they do it or whatever? And you know, they're now eight points off fourth place, and. I know they got games in hand and people have played different games, but you've still got to win these games. You know, it's the old saying, isn't it? You should have, should have the points on the board. Um, they have dropped off. They thought they would possibly with the, with the size of squad they've got, but I still think they're going to get in, you know, the top seven gets European. So I still think they're going to get that, but they dropped off sooner than I thought. But for me, I've, I can't argue with you guys. It, it, it is got to be, be West Ham. Uh, I just see. I don't like, you know, you can, yeah, I want to see Everton go down. I've got to be honest with you because I like to see the big club struggle every now and again, uh, as you know. But, um, yeah, I've got, I've, got, I've got nothing against Everton, but like you just no. said, out to the bottom clubs down there, it would be nice to see them go down. Yes. Purely yeah. Purely to show the, the higher, you know, the people top of in the Premier League and whatever is that. How many million and millions and millions of Everton spent over the last few years to be in yeah. the predicament they are now? And it might be a message to all the other clubs is that we can't keep throwing money at you know football, especially the way things are going. You know, people are not going to be able to afford to go to many games and that now the way things are. And they've got to start thinking, stop throwing money at it, start looking down at grassroots, getting younger players, getting you know local players in, yes. and make it interesting for people. Because I think, like you say, the team's down the bottom. It's always the team's down the bottom all the time and everybody's got better. Everybody's getting fed up of the same team's down the bottom, the same team's at the top. So it would be good for football, like you say, for a big team like that to, to go down and to see all the money that they've wasted. And it might put a curb or on something that is, is spoiling out of control. I mean, I, I, I always say, Brad, that... One of the best things that happened to, to Leicester for me was us actually going down to the third tier because it was almost like let right we're down here now we can clear it out the way let's let's get rid of the driftwood and let's start again so it might not be a bad thing for Everton. I mean it might not be. I mean you're quite right. It's funny, isn't it? I mean it's never nice and it's very painful to be a fan that watches it. But I remember originally saying. When, when it when when it happened, you remember when we spent about four, three or four seasons. It felt like an eternity, I of you. We only spent about three or four seasons where we were like fifteenth, fourteenth, sixteenth in the championship. And I yeah. got to a point where I was like, just go down. And I know that sounds awful. You should never think that about your own team. But sometimes you don't understand the world it good it does because you look at that Everton squad, and there's probably six six names in that Everton squad. That you look at and think, you are not, you are not the sort of player that should be setting up in August, thinking I can't wait for Millwall on a Tuesday night. You are good. You have the ability within you to to be a Premier League player. And what is going on? And 
And sometimes, I mean, we had that with our squad, all right, it was Mick Leicester, it was very Scottishly imported, that squad in the Championship, wasn't it, Chris? And yes, yes. you remember it, the Levine days, where we ended up going down under Holloway. But sometimes you need that clear out. You need them individuals, yeah. that lazy player like maybe Richarlison is that isn't doing it anymore. And you need to get them off your wage bill. And yeah, and it can be done. You know, it can yeah. be good for you. Two games coming up. We're going to be looking at them and we'll be back straight after this. Indeed, you want anything Leicester Till I Die merchandise, it's all at www.lesterthilldie.com forward slash shop. Uh, you can get t- sweatshirts, T-shirts, uh, polo shirts, caps, pens. We haven't quite got into the underwear yet, but hey, you, you mm-hmm. never know. You never know. The next game, I mean, the next two games, we might as well say goodbye to Steve now, but it means we're going to have a look at Spurs hosting Newcastle and that can only mean one thing. It's time for the Daily Spurs. Oh, one bad thing about international football, I've missed doing the Daily Spurs. Spurs, it is now 14 years, 31 days, 4 hours, 48 minutes and 20 seconds since you last won a trophy. Because I know you, you're really into that, Tottenham, and you're wondering. But You need to calm down with saying these, because eventually they'll start messaging you, asking if they can get a trophy for this. <laughs> well, at least I'd have one in the cabinet then. Yeah. Steve, I know which way you're going to go with this, but just, yeah. you know, humour me for a second. I mean, do have we seen the Newcastle bubble burst? I don't think so. I think, um, you know, they've still been playing consistent. I think they're still going to be playing in the same way till the end of the season. They want to show, um, at, you know, everybody that they are the Newcastle and they are going the right direction. They are starting to get it to... You know, a, a togetherness, starting to play as a team rather than individuals like they were before. So, um, no, I think Newcastle will be strong all the way now to the to the end of the season, and I just hope they do uh, the dirty on them tomorrow. You know, this weekend. So you're obviously going for a, a Newcastle. <laughs> um, yeah. What about uh, draw Brad, or do you think Spurs? I mean, Spurs. You look at their recent form. Uh, I mean, they beat West Ham like we were just discussing. They beat Brighton, but no disrespect, most teams seem to be able to do that these days. Somehow they managed to lose to Manchester United. They stuffed Everton. They stuffed Leeds. Is this again, or are Newcastle going to find their form again? No, I don't think so. I'm kind of in agreement with you. I don't think it's entirely burst. Um I think what you'll get from Newcastle is you'll probably get now a, a few games where they kind of have a little bit of a burnout. They they feel like the job's done because it was an exhausting job, no matter 
what caliber of players and how much money they threw around to fix the problem they were they were it was done and it happened at a very pivotal point when there was only one or two points between the likes of Burnley, Norwich and that and you know, we're going back to when they had like 10, 11, 12, 13 points at a push the, the, the four mm. clubs and they are the only one that when they got on that run they stayed on it it's also very exhausting um, but we all remember what happened to us in our great escape you know the greatest of great escapes statistically yeah. just to point that out everybody wants to say that certain teams surviving this season would be like West Brom well we did it better and with a we lot did. more points um, but I just think not for a case of taking their foot off the gas entirely because I don't think Newcastle would do that because they were they played well in the games they you know against Chelsea they lost mm. and you know, Ever- Everton just turned up for once out of ten times. Um, it seems to be with Frank Lampard. Um, so, well, um, I think Tottenham were on a very good run of form. I mean, you look at the results, and it's right there. I mean, they're picking up the wins and the comfortable wins where they needed to be against the likes mm-hmm. of Brighton. I can see there Everton 5-0, um, Leeds as well 4-0. They were... They had a whirlwind of the game against Manchester United. They just don't like to go to Manchester and play Manchester clubs, it seems, because they always seem to have thrilling games against them. But everybody else, they've, they've, they've done what they needed to do and they've done it with some comfort. And I just don't see that trend being broken, especially with it being at home. If yeah. it was at Newcastle, I'd probably go somewhere else. I'd probably say a draw or maybe even push towards Newcastle causing upset. But because it's at Tottenham... Yeah. Uh, I'm Again, scaringly, I, I, I'm agreeing with you because, like you say, it does. I mean, it, of of all grounds, if there's a ground where you, you know, if the crowd's behind you, you should do well. It's going to be, you know, St James's Park. Why, um, why couldn't you have just done a steep but pick Norwich and Watford as your team? You're always back to winning. And just <laughs> I'm being honest. I'm being honest. I mean, for me, one of the most exciting things this season. And I know not, not certainly not for, for Steve, but is the Arsenal Tottenham battle because I think we're probably looking at one of those two taking fourth. Um, three points in it, Arsenal have got it at the moment, but you know, obviously, there are four wins in five for Spurs. I, I think, I think Conti's just if he if Conti can get them into the Champions League, my god, you know, it'll be a god to them again. You know, it, it's get the statue ready. Yeah, well, almost, almost. I mean, well, you know, obviously not going to go any further this season, but I, I've got to say, I say, I've got to say a Tottenham win on this one. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Steve. I know you'll hate me forevermore, and I'm off your Christmas card list. But um, I've got to maybe I maybe I I don't know whether I hate Spurs any more than I hate Arsenal. I, I don't like either of them to be honest with you. But there we go. Uh, I think it will be for me uh, a Tottenham win, uh, which leads us very nicely onto the last game of the weekend, which is um, Monday night, I do believe, um, on on the old Sky um, again. We know where you're going, Steve. But uh, again, from Palace's point of view, how did you know? Again, what looked so promising at the start, and we can you know we can say this about a few teams. You know, West Ham, Brighton, um, Crystal Palace looked good at the start, but they're falling into that mid-table mediocrity again. I don't think um, Pierre is um, sussed out 
his strengths yet, his team mm. strengths. I think um, he's trying to get him to play like like Arsenal, like Tottenham, like Chelsea. And I think, you know, um, he's got to start looking at the strengths of Crystal Palace. I know uh, the pitch being so, so small when they're at home, make, which makes it a lot better for them. But they are a good away team as well, where they do a lot of attacking. And I think when he finds out Crystal Palace's strengths, they'll be, you know, a, a team to... You know, to you know, to 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 press for things, but yes, he's he's gone back to the same way as like you know the top six tops or whatever. He's playing a certain way that the top six play, and I think that's that's what's um, that's not that's not giving you know Palace the edge because they have got some very good attacking players. Yeah, and they need to play to their strengths. But, but uh, so you're going for you're going for Palace though, obviously you don't. Going for Palace, uh, yeah. Going for Palace, yeah. yeah. Brad, I mean, I, I, I didn't think Palace would do well this season um, with a new manager and a lot of players um, going out and ending the contract. He, he surprised me with how well he'd done. Again, are we expecting too much too soon for managers when they cut? You know, when they take over these clubs. I don't know. I mean, to be fair, with the greatest respect, we kind of gave him what other fans gave the same respect to Claudio Ranieri when he was an outside manager. We were already kicking him out the door before he was sat in the manager's chair, weren't we? A lot, a lot of fans were. Not, don't just mean us three. As, as, as individuals. It was probably a lot of people that had him down as first manager getting sacked for that month. You know, because what for the second one every other six six weeks, so they don't count. Um <laughs> Seems but in terms of normal clubs that actually tend to stick by managers for a year or so or a couple of seasons or whatever, uh, he was probably on the list of next, he'll be the first one out the door sort of thing or one of the first ones. And to be fair, whilst Steady Eddie, Roy balanced them out and did that, he wasn't thrilling, was it? And they've been a bit more thrilling. They've had a bit more bite about them um, mm. this season. I know Steve says he hasn't quite figured that out, but then you look at their results in, in the go... They got their traditional nick to point off Man City. They love playing Man City. It seems though, yeah. you know, no matter who's in charge, they seem to always be able to play Man City. I mean, if you were to give them a bogey team, Man City, you wouldn't have ever said it was Crystal Palace, but there we are. And then you look, I mean, this was before the Leeds game. They went to Molyneux, got a big three points. All right, they got a draw against, you know, Burnley, but it's still, they, didn't, they haven't lost in the last four and, and, and they've, They've picked up some vital points and they're, they're probably the better of that middle half table sides at the moment. They're probably more appealing. And when Arsenal do tend to drop points, it tends to be against a team like this. And I, I'm I'm going to say that it's a draw. Um, just by looking at that, they seem to do better at Palace when they're away from home and maybe the pressure of the close encounter crowd not being on their back if it doesn't go well helps them a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to say that they get something from this and I'm going to go for a draw because I think Arsenal probably drop points. Uh, yeah. OK, um, you're going to hate me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you really are. Um, Ant says here, well, Chris, the Arsenal game was on my birthday and Arsenal never lost when they played on my birthday, as far as I can remember. Oh, you've um, jinxed it. Get in. He's jinxed it. I changed my mind. Palace went. <laughs> and he said he didn't see uh, for one um, I didn't see Vieira staying in charge for so long 
I think he was always going to get the season, to be honest with you. But yeah, have a happy birthday on Monday, mate. Uh, I hope uh, hope it goes as well as mine. If you get a, if you get a drink, remember not too much ice. That's the thing. I mean, no, Arsenal. Have, the ice. <laughs> Arsenal have got that fourth place, and it is theirs to lose. I do honestly think it is theirs to lose. They're there. Um, if they keep doing what they're doing, they they. They should be fourth, um, and and he will have done a great job. He will have done, and then you know he he hasn't got the the the. I would say he Arteta hasn't got the hassle of European football. Say hassle, but you know what I mean. Um, and I just, it's going to be a draw for me. Uh, it's going to have to be a draw because I just think Palace. They, they need to, to, to do something and you just don't know which Arsenal are going to turn up. Yes, they've, they've sort of won four out of five and they're on a great winning streak. But I just have a feeling, it's at Palace, and I just have a feeling that might actually just nick it here. So I'm going to go for a draw. Anthony, I do apologise. Uh, it's your birthday on Monday, so you have a good one, mate. I hope you're celebrating, but for me, Palace, I say we're going to sneak the point. So that is um, the games that we've uh, we've covered. Uh, match week thirty-one. Well, for everybody who's played all the games, so we all went for a Liverpool win. Um, we Brighton is chosen by Steve. Um, Brad couldn't decide, and he went for a draw. No, my lawyers <laughs> won't let me decide. <laughs> Uh, and I agreed with him. Um, we both agreed on Man City beating Burnley. Brad talked me into it, so it was his own fault. But uh, Steve went for the draw. Uh, Chelsea Brentford again. Steve went for a draw. Brad and me both went for Chelsea. Uh, Leeds Southampton. Brad and Steve both thought this is going to be Leeds. I fancied Southampton coming away with a point. We all thought Wolves Villa would be a draw. And Brad, for it's not been it's been a long time since Brad hasn't gone for a Leicester win, but um, he hasn't this time. He's gone for a draw. I'm a little bit worried. I'm not going to lie to you, Steve. You have worried me a little bit that you've gone for Leicester there, because it's not like you to uh, to get Leicester's results right. So I am I am worried about that one. But you Depending have gone for Leicester. <laughs> Sorry. Depending on their attitude. Well, I exactly. Right, I think it's the right time to play Man United, and it's the right time to get at Maguire if he's playing. Totally, totally. I mean, whether whether without getting onto the Maguire topic for too long again, whether being back at Man United, they will stand by him, the fans. But when you know, when you see a lot of these um, the shows and, and and podcasts and and social media, Man United fans aren't pleased with having Maguire, so. You know, if we get an early goal and it's you know Maguire's fault, we we could see, uh, yeah, we could see a rebellion there. Um, West Ham Everton, we all went for West Ham. No surprise, Spurs. Yeah, uh, Newcastle for uh, for Steve. Spurs for me and Brad, and Palace to be Arsenal with Steve's. When again, we both went for the draw. So it could all be down to that Leeds game for us, Brad. Oh, it could be. It could be, sir. And 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 Steve's Steve's topic of never going to, never never vote going for a Spurs or Arsenal win may yet come true. And uh, yeah. 
<laughs> it'd it, be like that uh that ranieri i'll treat you to a pizza steve if <laughs> if that ever comes true <laughs> but uh hey thanks very much everybody uh for joining it's nice to be back proper football's back none of this international mamby pamby stuff um but um i thank you and i will see you next week good luck to everybody steve as always mate it is a pleasure thank you so much for coming on and giving up your time and, yeah, uh, and I'm doing this. I really, uh, really do appreciate it. Thank you. Take care, awesome. stay safe, and I'll see you next yes. week. Thanks to Steve there. Uh, Luke had just, uh, we will beat Palace. Well, yeah, we, we will see, obviously. We will see. Um, he's He's gone here, but he has, Steve, would you ever pick an Arsenal win? He's still here. Would you ever, no, Steve? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Sorry, Anthony. No way. <laughs> I knew that, and I'm thinking like, Steve, don't go. Stay in the chat a second, yeah. you know. <laughs> but uh, no, Anthony, you've never, got, never, never got time. He's ever got the time, I'll tell him why. <laughs> I tell you <laughs> what, and uh, I tell you what, Anthony, hell would freeze over. Before Steve went for an Arsenal win, um, but uh, I love him for it. I love him. Thanks a lot, Steve. Take care, mate. And thanks a lot, Brad. And I will see you on Saturday evening. Yes, well, in a while, need to do a post match. Uh, uh, we will see if there's a segment going on at the end. Uh, but I've spoke to you about that, haven't I? I've told you about that. So. Um, Oh, yes, 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 yeah. Yeah, so um, but hopefully... We'll still have a full discussion, though, I, I am sure. No, no, um, no doubt we will, mate. Hopefully, you know. hopefully talking about three points. I'll, t I'll, I'll take three points over the point in this any day of the week, mate. Trust yeah, me. Exactly. Wouldn't, wouldn't we all? And Yeah, I think there's a good time to play Manchester United, but as Steve, you know, you could say, well... Yeah, the rest of the season, when you hear the words, it's a good time to play... This uh, insert team name here, Leicester go old my beer, don't they? And exactly, exactly 100%, mate. But hey, thanks very much, mate. And uh, I will see you Saturday evening. I shall see you then, mate. Oh, I tell you what, before you go, and I, I do, I do apologize. Um, at full time focus, that is where people can find you on Twitter. Yeah, that is. Um, and you've got a new podcast coming out. Yeah, I do. So I've got the first episode of it already planned uh, if you want to check me out um if you probably might already be subscribed to it because the channel is just my old channel i've just rebranded it it's called a matter of opinion it's on my twitter feed if you just find it go on, go on my news feed on my twitter you'll you'll find the video up there I've, I've figured i've kind of just been working with it for the past week to figure out how to record it and then post it on there so the intro is on there it's basically exactly what it says on the tin it's a bit of ron seal because it got what it says on the tin it's I've got a few guests lined up. I've got uh, Chloe of at British T Hater. I've got at Devils Rising. Uh, Who would um, have ever Reed. thought you'd have had Chloe on? Uh, well, well, the thing is, there is there, the, the whole point of the show is, is is of a matter of interest. Well, it's actually a matter of opinion, but if it, the interest <laughs> is there, and Chloe happens to be a fan of both of these, I've got Reese on as well uh, at Devil Rising, and I never remember his his Twitter handle, but I've got Doug on. Uh, yeah. As well, which is Enroll. I can never pronounce it. I always, I know he's got an E in it. I do apologise, Doug. I should have wrote it down to advertise it. But yeah, they're, they're the first guests yeah. on my podcast. 
And what, what, is your, what is your YouTube channel called? Uh, it's called A Matter of Opinion. And the first episode, will hopefully, we'll be recording some point next week. And it'll be Marvel versus DC, which one's better. It's just, just, just us having a chat about them and just both, all, all three of them, plighting the ship for whichever one they feel better. Yeah. Will it be, will all three of them say Marvel? Probably. Will one of them say DC? We'll find out. That's the whole point of the concept of the channel. Mate. I, I, I used to work with somebody who was uh, a huge, huge DC fan. Um, and he absolutely loved Bradford, uh, Bradford, Batman. Uh, Bradford, <laughs> is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's Bradford. Um, Bradford he, absolutely, he absolutely loved Batman, and we we had some very interesting discussions because, of course, I'm a big Marvel fan. Brad, thanks very much, mate. Stay in the chat. So I'm going to ask you something in a second. So yeah, um, all the best, bud, and uh, I'll see you Saturday evening. I'll see you then, mate. Cheers, bud. Thank you. So thanks to Steve. Thanks to Brad. Uh, we got through another show um, all alive. And we've got oh so many shows five o'clock tomorrow. Uh, well, sorry four thirty tomorrow. We have got the World Cup draw. So we're going. Who do? Are you interested in who England gets? I am now. I'm going to be honest with you. I am now. We're in the final. I want to see who we're going to get. The playoff. You know the the, the way it's the way that they've got it sorted now. UEFA. Oh, sorry, FIFA have been a bit like UEFA. Is they're, they're doing it so that the big clubs automatically get through. Ha ha, Italy. Um, but uh, it is what it is. So I want to see who it wins live at 4.30. It means the Man United preview for me is going to be back to 8 o'clock. Uh, and I'll be joined by Darius, a Man United fan, and um, uh, Craig, and my normal co-host on that. And then obviously we will be back on the Saturday to cover the match. So half four will be, or five o'clock, I should say, sorry, we're going to be doing the watch along and then the post-match with Brad afterwards. So much going on. So I want to say thank you very much. Um, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining in. And if you've been listening to this on the podcast, thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, I will see you tomorrow night at half four or tomorrow afternoon at half four, depending which way you want to look at it. Take care, stay safe, and don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. Good night. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye, and see you next time. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
Social Podcast Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.